I have a lot of opinions or not opinions, maybe philosophy about art in, in what it means to me. And I think it's deeply personal. Um, and I, you know, there's not many platforms where you can just be like, let me tell you my take personal take on art right now. Yeah, no, totally. And yeah, I share that. So I'm really happy because I was like, you know, sometimes you catch somebody and sometimes I get this sense with somebody where I'm like, I don't want to like push you too hard to like get into why you're doing some kind of expression, but it's, I'm like, once again, I I won't keep saying this, but like I, I share that with you where I'm like, I could, I could tell you a lot about why something is getting created and like, you know, the, the larger purpose for like why we should create art is like pretty accessible to me. Like totally the ability to articulate it, but like we can even just, well, let's start where like, can you define yourself a little bit as an artist or just give like a basic background. And I'm kind of curious about what comes to mind with what you were just elaborating on. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's like, the the elevator pitch like if i was to meet you in an elevator and we were talking yeah. and you're like what's your art about totally like <laughs> i would tell you something along the lines of like i do mainly figurative based work that is uh introspective yeah that is uh, and that's 2d mostly paintings figurative introspective pieces about what I used to call the human condition. That yeah. sounds like a little, uh, I don't know, too, too artsy like <laughs> trying to create meaning for me now. As much yeah. as just like I paint about my life and my experiences and yeah, what yeah. I'm thinking and feeling and, yeah. Yeah. Did you um did you read the little blurb I like spit out about you on uh I did. Yeah, it was actually really interesting to me. I'm glad it was interesting to you cuz that yeah. was just what came to mind when I started typing and I was like thinking about that. I actually have a I have a moleskin notebook I was keeping at the time I met you and I on one of the pages doodled your painting and was like I met an artist named John today. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, And yeah, while we talk, I'll actually grab, it's like on the shelf behind me. I wonder if I can find it. Yeah, yeah. It was interesting. Let me tell you kind of what came to mind when I read that. So um, you talked about how you met me and I was doing this like type of artwork. and, And I remember the painting you're talking about. I had this like, face thing and it was crying and there was this rat and it was like very surrealist um yeah 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 very surrealist i'll call it like stoner art yes and that's that's a lot of what i was making at the time and then and then i disappeared you did it well for me you disappeared yeah so this is what i drew yes (laughs) i wonder where that thing is in the world now (laughs) It's somewhere out there in the world, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah, so, you know, go on. I, I, I don't know if you would finish the thought on that, but I... Yeah, I would... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
I disappeared and then I, I came back um, and my art was much different. And there's a huge reason for that. And I think that it's kind of what I want to talk about in, in my philosophy behind art has a lot to do with why I disappeared, where I went, how I came back and, yeah. and yeah. what that all means to me. Um, yeah. 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 And yeah. I'm kind of like, can I speculate so that you could launch from a point of like a person who met you in that earlier point and then the after? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll share that. Like to me, you, I think you were pretty psychedelic at that time. And totally. like, probably if I had a, like, not for this podcast, like describe you um, in my own personal life, I would point out that something you did for me was um, like, I didn't have a, a many experiences with people that were like beyond psychedelics. And I can relate to that now that I'm like 30, but like, uh, it took me a long road to be like, there is deeper, there are deeper places you can go to beyond like the psychedelic realm, you know? Yeah. Totally. Um, and at the time you were starting to get into pretty hardcore adventure stuff, you were like pretty enlightened at that point. And it was reflected in your artwork where it was like, and I think I was looking at it like I couldn't figure out like, oh, how could you maintain artistry, but detach from like that psychedelic persona uh, that is like more egotistical, you know, like yeah. this art thing. Like, how do you, how do you blast past that and mature? And, you know, when I was like 21, that was really hard for me to understand. And I'd, I'd kind of look at you and be like, ah, oh, man, he really, he's really on the other side of this thing and not, you know, most people who are not really engaged in that little psychedelic world are not there because they just haven't done that before, <laughs> but you had done yeah, yeah. that and then moved into a new direction. And so it was, it was like one of the first roadmaps to me that was like, Oh, you can kind of like enter a very deep space in yourself. That's not based in like drugs. <laughs> yeah. That's really, yeah. That's cool to hear. Cause when I came back to school, that's definitely where I was at. I was yeah. like, yeah, I've, I've done this. I know where it goes. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. cool. Enough. Enough. That's great. Times. And yeah. But like, anyway, <laughs> let's get on. With yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. So I, without, without being, I'm not about trying to be like too dramatic about it, but I think that, I can say that art in a lot of ways has saved my life. I would, I would hands down be like, art is a thing that has saved my life. Yeah. And I think that chunk of time <laughs> is when that happened for me. So just, I'm, I'm going to meld like some life story stuff in here and then, and we'll get into our philosophy based on that. Because like I said, yeah. I'd make introspective art and yeah, that's, um, but you met me right out of high school going into Potsdam 
you know, just like following the path of yeah. like, great, I graduated high school, like sweet. I'm just going to go to college because I have no idea what I'm doing. And my high school life was very much oriented in the drug world. Like mm-hmm. um, I had a single, single mom. I grew up in a super poor area. Like that's. And am I right that it was near a college? It was near an arts college. Which but, yeah. flips your head around. You grow quick when that's going on, you know? Yeah, yeah totally. And I spent uh, a lot of my, you know, from like 15, 14, 15 up, just being a punk, doing drugs and psychedelics and kind of just doing what I wanted to do. And then I launched into college and uh, that's where my art was at at the time. It's like in the drug world, stoner art is what I call it. Like just putting together images that come to your head and they're kind of cool, but also as a collective piece, they don't make like a ton of sense or have a lot of connected emotion or something where someone can look at it and really understand. Yeah. Outside of like, just like, yeah, there's like, there's like happenstance steps from like Jungian stuff. Cause you're like, Oh, just like, yeah, retroactively, like everything is pretty compelling <laughs> on earth, yeah, you know? <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, art's something I've done my whole life. I mean, I remember having sketchbooks from the time I was really young and probably that's some of my best work. I wish I could find it, you know, like yeah. those early, early John Ryan's, like, I bet those were gold. I remember drawing like these rabbit headed people. I don't know why. <laughs> but I draw them all the time. <laughs> I really want to find that sketchbook. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. That's talk about it. Talk about a series, like bringing that yeah. into your current style, you know, but yeah. But, yeah. Um, it wasn't ever something I was super serious about um, or realized the power it had on me. And then I go to Potsdam and a couple things happen. I kept doing drugs, which is hard to do. And, in a school setting. Um, and also I started to struggle a lot with depression, which I had a bunch when I Mm -hmm. was like younger, but not like, you know, I think you're young and you're just like going through the motions and it's easy to just like keep putting that stuff off. Yeah. But then all of a sudden you're this adult and you're taking on this like huge financial decision to go to school Yeah, and you're like, what the fuck am I doing? Like this actually has real life consequences. Um, and I think that I, I hid that a lot from even myself, but eventually I just, I bombed like that end of time in right before I left, I was like, not going to class. I was just like sleeping a bunch and hanging out with like one other dude. Yeah. You were kind of a loner at first. Yeah. 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 Um, and I bombed, bombed hard and they booted me. Um, (laughs) and I went, I went back home and I moved into my mom's basement, which is like classic cliche, you know, like in your mom's basement and all, you know, all through high school, I, I lived with my mom kind of, but I not really like I've lived with my girlfriend uh, I would stay at friend's house I lived on my car like you know sort yeah. of end up as an adult back 
in your mom's basement doing the same things. Uh, I hit a hardcore rock bottom there. It was like working at a factory, sticking a sticker on the inside of a book, like for a oh my company. <laughs> That's so the opposite of your spirit, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. And oh I worked gosh. in, I worked on a farm, like picking rocks and all around me were these like middle aged, like blue collar, poor upstate New York workers. Yeah. Who were just defeated. You know, yeah. they were. Yeah. And like, I remember looking around and being like this, I want out. I want out of this, you know, I don't know how, but I want out of this. <laughs> and which is a double-edged sword for me because it, yeah. it is in part, you know, that thought can be depressive. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. But also there is a part of me that has held me in my life with depression that I have, I'm fiery. And there's a part of me that's like, I want, I fucking want out of this. Like, yeah, totally. I'm going to find a way out. And so I quit doing, I quit doing all drugs. Just, I just decided I was like, I'm done, done with yeah. drugs. Drugs are not helping me in my life. And I started making art because I just needed something to do. Like, yeah. To fill my time that I was spending, like hanging out with friends, smoking pot or tripping or whatever I was yeah. doing. Yeah. And something that's like, that's like cool. You know, that's yeah. the way drugs That'll are like, cool. <laughs> you know, right, it's, like, right. it's cool. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. And it's engaging yeah. and it'll take your mind places. Yes. Yes. Um, and so I just started, I just dived in. I just started making a bunch of art. Hmm. And what I didn't realize was that it was going to become this place where I processed a lot of stuff in my life. Yeah. Um, once I quit making art that was just like surrealist stoner art, it was like, I started making art about what I was feeling, which was some intense things because there had been years of me just like pushing away, like everything that I was trying to avoid. Was um, that, was that abstract art or not? um no 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 No. so early on actually i remember one of the first pieces that i did was um i called it the hungry ghost and it's this concept in buddhism are you familiar with it yeah like it's a book of the dead kind of like yeah yeah so like this really large man with a super small mouth and you just can't get enough yeah yeah so it was this painting of this like really fat man and all his like fat rolls were kind of like melting down and there was like this plate of food in front of him, but his mouth was like really tiny. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that that was like moving towards out of the surrealist and more into like representative art. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And that, that piece kind of tied into like how I had felt about like my drug use and, about uh just like addictive parts of my personality and who i am yeah yeah like there would never be enough if i just like yeah you'd be man i i didn't know you at that time but you'd probably be a pretty dangerous addict you know (laughs) that that would be that would be intense (laughs) yeah 
no good for no anybody. <laughs> um, you know, and like that's that's where a lot of my friends went, man. Like when I went yeah. back home, looking around, that's where I remember sitting around one day and we're just like chilling in my friend's house and everyone's just stoned. And I was like, you guys want to do something? And my friend was like, we are doing something, man. We're chilling. And I was like, we're always chilling. God. (laughs) I was so angry about it. I was like, yeah. Anyways. um, Yeah. So then I think the next like big, pivotal piece um that i got into art that like set me on the course of of who i became as an artist was uh i was also living uh when i when i went back home i got back together with my high school girlfriend and and that was always like a tense relationship we're great friends now still to this day we're like family but it was just like bad to stay in yeah and i was sitting around and and we were sitting on her couches in her mom's house and uh, just feeling like, oh man, like just like that edge of depression and like seeing how I didn't want to be and like feeling this angst. And, and I just was like, Hey, can we shoot some photos for this painting? And I like, and a lot of it had to do with sexuality also. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah. I, I put on one of her dresses mm-hmm. and she's sitting on the couch and she's just kind of staring out the window and I'm like leaned over and like, you might've seen this painting. Like my, my junk is just like hanging out of this dress and I'm like staring straight into the camera. And then there's another one of me that's like off to the side, just kind of like on the couch. It's like that classic. What to me was just like, like the lost in your head. Oh man. I forgot about these images, but they're in my head now. Yeah. Yeah. Because maybe they were at, were they at Cedar possibly? Someone took that painting and hung it at 38 Bay or maybe that's where something that, that painting in particular. So, I started that piece when I was home when I wasn't even in art school. Um, and that was, I mean, that was like, I started painting that piece and it was like bringing up all these things for me that I like needed to think about and process as I was painting this piece about just like a moment in time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And after that, that's like, that was my creative process essentially. Sure. Is just like feeling these yeah. intense moments and then capturing them in some way. Yeah. And part of capturing them was allowing me to just do something about like how I was feeling and where it was. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And then, and then put them on paper. And as I was working and painting them and spending all these, all this time painting a piece, this painting takes fucking forever. You know, yeah. it's like a slow yeah. process. Yeah. Then, yeah. I started to like realize what it really meant to me and be able to use that as a platform. Well, yeah. Interpersonal work really. Yeah. And if you're working with photos, it's like just such a click that you take that moment in time. And then the process, like you said, is so long that you actually 
work with that moment in time and like bring, you know, I don't know, bring yourself to it or bring it to yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's really, it was interesting to me because when I did go, when I did finally go to school again and I went back for art, which was a major decision for me um, yeah. because I, I knew I didn't want to work in art. Like I had no interest in the art industry. Um, yeah. I dislike well, big chunks of it. And like, yeah, I knew that it was something that I was doing for myself. Yeah. But and that was I, a year. It was a year between then and when you returned. Yeah, it was. Yep. Okay. Um, so I had, yeah. go ahead. Just, I'm just processing this timeline and like, like I know that, but I, you know, my puzzle isn't all that clear to me. Um, Cause we were never, you and I were so in some ways close, but I never had your phone number, you know, it was just like, yeah, right. we, we were both just yeah. like cosmic sort of like, you know, happenstance type people um, who had an affinity to like, just say things that were not like really cliche when we were together. Like I wasn't like, Hey, how's the weather, John? It was like, we very quickly were able to just always go pretty deep with thoughts, you know, yeah. uh, mutually. Um, but when you returned, I think you were also getting a little bit into street stuff too. Like, were you putting things out there on, and like, this doesn't have to make it into the thing, but like, were, were things getting on walls that you were doing? Like, not, not, oh yes. I had a short stint of that in pods. I think it was a short stint, but I think I yeah, actually yeah. was a lookout for you while you were doing that one time. Yeah, I think I had I had some idea. I forget what it was. It had something to do with a cat and a party hat. And <laughs> uh, there was also like a word maybe. Like there yeah, was there was a word. I forget what it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah, it was pretty funny. Uh, and there might have even been two of these, but there was a stencil yeah, I there wish was I two knew. of them. There was a cat I wish party I knew. hat and an old man's face. Yeah. And I forget what the words were. They were really good <laughs> words. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever those words were, they were solid. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. I I did have a short stint of like I think it was just that project. Whatever it was. I was going around campus and I was hiding in places and like putting it all over kind of. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. But anyway, that wasn't to derail you, but it was just acknowledging. I think that was your return to me conceptually was like, Oh, this guy's back. Uh, yeah. Great. He's doing this thing. And it's so funny to think about how much happened in your life. And for like a passing by type of person, it was like, Oh yeah, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's back. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I didn't even think about where, you know, what that, how much growth happened there, you know? I know, right? Well, that's the thing, like, you know, tons of people know me and know my art, and I don't think many actually have heard my story with it. And, like, yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people, at least a handful of people have been off-put by my 
the way I take space in the art world. And I think part, part of that is just that I wasn't doing it for anybody else. Like I was creating art in, in a way that was like 100%, like I'm doing this for me. Yeah. And there's a lot going on behind it. Whether or not someone sees it, like there's a lot going on behind the scenes of what, with what I'm doing and why I'm creating. And I don't talk about it with, and I didn't talk about it with most people. Yeah. Yeah. It was just kind of happening. Right. And well, you know, our overlap is the wilderness department where you could be, you know, a certain kind of open. Yeah. And and then uh, we all got to like run off into these other realms where we were like, you know, nothing mattered kind of. Yeah. Totally. Cause you had that crew, you know? Um, but yeah. So anyway, your return, I, I feel like I, with the street art thing kind of like derailed you from like a, completing oh, some kind of a story process. And I forget where you left off kind of. Yeah. So, so I decided to return, which was a big deal. Like I said, I, I didn't want to work in the art industry and I don't, I've already mentioned like I came from a poor area, a poor family, single mom, like I was paying for school and yeah. I was choosing to go to school for something that I wasn't going to work in for, you know? So yeah, if that, if that gives any uh, gravity to the decision there, like it was, yeah. Like, okay, yeah. And go you, do this. Yeah. And you weren't like fresh at high school. You really knew the value of money at that point, like what you were, the, what you were taking out. Yeah. You know, there's not naivety, totally. you know? Yeah. So, um, but when I came back and I, and I was making those sorts of pieces that I was talking about that are very yeah. like, uh, figure based, there's a lot of nudity. There's a lot of like repetitive people. Um, and they had a lot of meaning for me and people were grabbing onto them. And I think I got a lot of positive feedback and I yeah. was like, Oh, this is really interesting. Like how can yeah. something that is so personal to me be uh, like people find so much value in. And <clears throat> that was kind of the first time I realized that like, I, I am not so unique that I am not universal. Yeah. Like I can paint about something deeply personal to me or an experience that I'm having. And it means something to you also. Yeah. If I'm honest about that feeling, if I can convey that feeling well that I was feeling. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, and that was, that was really kind of what I based the rest of and still to this day, that's like a motto of mine. Like, I can make work that's about my life, knowing that someone will be able to gain whatever out of it. Well, it, from the outside, it seems like, and I could be wrong about this, but I, I think when it seems like you don't struggle to maintain your quote unquote voice artistically. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. Um, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I see yeah. like that. Um, maybe it's like, they're so personal that it's, it might be like, I don't know how prolific you are because it's so personal, but I've never seen something and thought like, oh, he's trying to do that. 
because somebody said good job or something, you know? Yeah. Actually, I can't do that. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why, like, I didn't want to work in the art, the art world. And for a little bit before I found the wilderness said world, I thought I was going to work in tattoo and like, you know, I was tattooing for a while and that was a side hustle. And I realized like, I can't make things for other people. I just, yeah, I, I, I totally get I just it. can't do it. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, yeah, I'm a crane yeah. dropout because of that. Because I, I showed yeah. up being, I like music. And I was like, oh, my God, like, that's going to ruin me. That's going to, like, completely, <laughs> totally. you know. Totally. Um, you're, like, looking around and you're like, geez, man, this is awful. Um, but, you know, it's like it's not to say that some people can't balance that. It's just, if you're not that kind of artist, it doesn't, it doesn't work. You'll destroy yourself in it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it just doesn't, I mean, this is true in all aspects of my life. If I'm not into something, it's incredibly hard for me to motivate myself to do it. Yeah. That's why like, all through college, I got great grades in the classes that I liked. Yeah. And like art history, I hated art history. I, it took me forever to make it through art history. Yeah. Pot <laughs> because was, yeah. Potsdam was good for people like, uh, like us because <laughs> like you could, you could get, I don't know, somehow I got a degree and uh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you could you could make it through <laughs> i failed like i failed a class called riddles of the past three times yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was like an anthropology credit and then they scrapped it before i graduated they were like you don't need that anymore but like you know it was Man, it's not easy to be not good at school, but like kind of good at some stuff and just trying to walk out with that piece of paper to be like, oh, it was worth it. You know, it's like, it's, it's a weird feeling, you know. talking about this concept of like i'm not so unique that i'm not universal um yeah after i realized that i just really i don't know it was yeah i was gonna say i like really just dug into doing my own thing but i think it would have done it no matter what even if it was received poorly yeah um but yeah i i'll talk about a few individual pieces that just kind of tie into like what I mean about like life processing and and like what this meant to me. Like I have this one, probably the piece that I like the most and a lot, a lot of people like the most. um, When I put it in shows, like that's the piece that got the most attention was this one titled the persistent entanglement of my bed sheets. Okay. Um, And it's kind of like, it's very, I was really into grays and muted colors and I was a lot of my art about that time was about the mundane, the monotonous, the parts of life that I struggled to engage with. Yeah. Kind of like what we were just talking about. Like I'm not yeah. into it, it's hard for me to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And that the center, that piece has three figures in it and a bed and that's it. And there's one figure on the bed and it's all self portraits. It's just me. I used myself as the, as a model and there's a figure on the bed and it's kind of like melting into the bed, but is like still there in like a really kind of strange position. And then there's one on the floor, like reaching up and grabbing that figure. And then there's one behind and just staring deadpan ahead. Um, and they're all in these stages of like disappearing or like disintegrating into just like the painted background and, yeah. and then being like, um, like fully rendered. Yeah. And that, that piece was from a moment where I was sitting in my room in Potsdam back at a place where I was a whole year or maybe year and a half or whatever it was previous where I was just like in my room and couldn't get out of bed. Cause I was just struggling with like my mental well-being. Yeah. And instead of just sitting there, I chose to like pick up my camera and start shooting these photos of myself in, in what I was doing. And because what I was doing is just like getting up halfway maybe sitting on the floor and then just getting right back into bed and then like uh, trying to get up and like, be like, I got to just go do something and then just getting back into bed. And I literally captured that moment. Wow. Yeah. And my struggle with it. And it gave me something to do and got me out of bed and got me excited about like piecing this thing together. And then, you know, and then I worked on painting that piece. Um, and I've heard all sorts of interpretations about like what that is. And people think it's about a nightmare or some people think it's about like something to do with sexuality when really it's literally about the persistent entanglement of my bed sheets, like how that kept drawing me back in. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's, that's part of what I mean by like this introspective, sort of like life processing use. What was the distance between painting it and taking those snapshots? Like in I time? Probably, like I probably started the next day, you know? Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah so it was yeah. very accessible to you, the experience you were having. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Right. And, you know, I, I made art like that for a while and you can see kind of like these gray, paintings if you look back through like my instagram early on there's a lot of grays there's a lot of muteds um and then until i went and out west and then some of that color pops in and that was some of that like uh influence coming in from my like passion with the wilderness world and yeah. the brightness of like the west which was just like mind-blowing to me like so different from what i grew up in which is like gray upstate new york yeah, I, I, I had never left New York State. Like, I never yeah. traveled growing up. So, like... Um, until getting into, yeah, wilderness. So, it was... Yeah, like, until... Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. Totally. Right. Um, yeah. 
and kind of my process during that time was to start super loose Mm -hmm. to like, and I think it mirrored like my processing while painting is like, I'd start really loose, aggressively loose. Like I was not a good studio mate because I threw paint and I like splashed a lot of mineral spirits and it was like very visceral, like, you know, I remember times with Allie, Allie would always like amp me up while painting next to her where I'm like, literally, I'll just like fucking throw a jar of mineral spirits at the canvas and let it smash and like drip uh. paint down. And it, it's very much like this enraged, like embodying the emotions of whatever I was feeling in the beginning there. Yeah. Until, and like, that's how I laid the painting out. And then as I started to refine, I would tighten everything up. Then I'm starting to put like more intention in where the paint's landing, what the color is, how, you know, like how my brush strokes are going on. And I start to play with this balance of leaving the chaos underneath and refining on top and letting that process show that like cracked nasty looseness and refining to a certain point um, and playing with that balance. And I think that's like the same thing I was doing like mentally and emotionally. Totally. Starting with this concept in this energy, this rage or this like depression and then refining. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Refining till I understand something. Yeah. I think that's something, man, that, that process of the word refining has come up a lot for me just this year, like artistically. And it comes with a long realization that like, I think people don't quite understand what it means to just keep believing in a rough idea until it becomes something amazing or, or, you know, like, I think you can pretty much refine anything into something that will really speak, you know, it, it's so irrelevant well, it's relevant with the bases in the way that you're describing, like underneath those layers, there's like this kind of profound emotion. But at the same time, it's like, it's really not relevant what you start with. Like it, it matters that you are persistent, you know? Yeah, totally. Right. That you keep going back and finding where there's value. Yeah. Saving that. And seeing exactly. what you need to refine and change yeah. and working on it. And That's I mean, the same it. thing's true for life. I mean, I mean, you could take that concept. I worked a long time in wilderness therapy. I think you did as well. Likewise. And, yeah. um, that is very much a therapy concept. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know? You're right. Yeah. yeah. But like, you know, with, it just goes with, if you want to be, producing anything to your fullest potential. Like if I'm writing a song, which like to me, visual art is just like an area where I don't, I don't judge myself much. Cause it's just like, I, I'm just having a blast. I'm not like, it's right. 
Right. You know, it's not, it's not that deep for me. It's, it's, it's just, I'm just having, I'm having so much fun when I'm making the sure. art, but in music, I have a, a little bit more going on where I'm like getting into myself and I'm, I'm finding aspects of myself, um, you know, not too dissimilar to how you're describing that emotional process. And like, you know, when you're looking at words on a page and you, like you said, you just keep maintaining the value and you just keep admitting to yourself that something's not exactly where you want it to be. Like, that's just not going to cut it for me. And your bar just keeps getting higher. And higher. You know, it can, it can go too far and you could, uh, it's like that philosophy question with like the ship where you keep taking the planks away and right. then is it the same ship after you replace the last one and like, or all that remains is a screw, you know? Um, and I've done that. I've done that with like poems where I've written a poem and it's like, I changed every word and to the point where the first poem and the second one aren't even the same, but it's like that journey of discernment is the, that is the, you know, the journey of the totally. artist. Like yeah. it's, you're just a pattern recognizer and a quality assessor and an auditor of quality, you know? Yeah. I, I, it's a conversation yeah. that I'm having with a painting. It's like, yeah. Yeah. And there's always the battle of knowing when it's done. That is always the thing. Yeah. When have I refined enough um, where I'm leaving, I'm, I'm leaving its core and its original intention, but refining enough so that it's a good visual. Yeah. Cause all, yeah. you know, I'm not a, ultimately what I care about most in art is aesthetics. Yeah. Like I like things to look good and yeah. you know, that's, that's a complicated phrase in art saying like I like it to look good because what is good and then you get into a whole like philosophy of art but I have a set aesthetic and I think that uh I want it to look a certain way so yeah. you know I'm refining to that point that's what I care a lot about um while keeping keeping its core it's wild yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and I think that like practicing impulse is really where you get to be, you get to be done and feel okay. And like, to me, those skills, I, this is a place where I, you know, I'm just remembering our relationship and I'm like, if we crossed over in anything, it was probably impulse and yes. improvisation, you know, yes. and I'm thinking about yeah. being with a person like Adam Smith and like, I recall a time where the three of us, I think were hiking together and we were playing a game where we were pitching each other a word. Yes. Yeah. And then I played it, this felt game like, a lot. it felt, yeah, it felt like mental volleyball where it was just like, um, you know, just you start with like being like, you know, what's new in town. And then it was just like instantly you had the next person had to riff on that line. Like, as far as you can go, you know, just like right. totally like that, those lessons in like improvisation and satisfaction, I think is the last key you need in that refinement. If you're going to be this type of person who refines art and audits quality, there has to be the moment that is really the moment of expression where you're like, and 
I now you now it, yes. now you're you now you're your own thing. And the ideas, um, it's it's open for interpretation. You know. Yeah, totally. That I'm game done. was fun. I I played that a lot with you actually. Um, it used to be a game. I I remember sitting outside of a party with you and Adam Smith, and we got this huge circle going. Because I was, I was pretty done with partying, you know, like we've already talked about that. So I was always looking for like the fun to be had outside of just drinking. Yeah. Um, yeah. And sometimes that was chaotic energy. Totally. Totally. Um, and sometimes it was something more constructive, like this word game. And I remember sitting around and we, we just had so much energy with this improv game and we got all these people going we had this huge circle going outside dude and it was, yeah that's it, so fun yeah that's another thing besides visual art that i played a lot with yeah during that time and yeah. it was kind of the same in compression you know yep. throw a word boom it's it's in your head and you start and it's loose and it's crazy and you don't know where it's going yeah and you're just working towards refining that to a point or a meaning. Um, and sometimes it failed and sometimes it was awesome, but it was, I think that's the, the so vulnerability. <laughs> that's the, the vulnerability of that is like being around people you trust enough to be like, I might even like be really cringy at a moment and like, just say something where it's just like, doesn't, I'm not flowing, you know, but like right. that, that process is so important for some reason, you know, like, and then also with that comes like just comedy, you know, and like just the, right. the totally. express, you know, like, and yeah, I mean, Adam just keeps coming to mind in it. Cause it's like, he was just, he, he brought that out in us. Like, Oh you know, dude, he was the champion. Truly. I will first. I remember, yeah. He and I, I just remembered had this game where we'd go to a party and I, you know, I definitely agree. I found parties to be more like social experiments than things to participate. You know, it was just like, okay, how am I yeah. going to make this work for me? You know? Yeah. Um, and I think Adam and I walked around a party one night for like maybe an hour finding drunk people and pointing to them and saying, look at this boy. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'd say no 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 look at this boy and we would just like get really close to people and we were just freaking people out and they were like you know just becoming like as unwelcome as possible in a space you know (laughs) oh man that to me john i pulled so much from you in (laughs) the realm of just really digging into uh life is just way more fun if you <laughs> find ways to make it yeah <laughs> really making, look at it yeah. what's going yeah. on and play and play with it you know yeah, the, that's the what absurdity. it's all about yeah. totally man yeah yeah it's like that that crew was really good for that and i think it is like that thing you arrive at where you're like it's one thing to come to the conclusion that everything's absurd you know yeah. But then it's another to be like, and I'm okay. And I'm like, now, great. Like, I, I'm, I'm going to, totally. you know, freeing. I'm going to, yeah. yeah. There's, yeah. there's this poem. Um, I love it so much and I'd share it with you, but it's, it's too long and it's, uh, 
it's a spoken word poem. That's something I also did a little bit of. But the end of it goes, uh, look up from the script and share a knowing glance with your co-stars. There never was going to be any rehearsal. And I, I just love that so much. And if we could all find moments in life to do that in some way. Yeah. Life is just so much better for everyone. And that, Truly. that playing with a party scene is an example. Like you're looking yeah. up from that script. So, uh, after, you know, there was a point in Potsdam where I kind of, I was way more invested in the wilderness world, um, towards the end than art. Like I was still invested in art, but I, I didn't feel that same. I lost the internal struggle that was driving a lot of my art. And so I kept practicing and I kept experimenting and starting to play, but I feel like my art kind of dropped off. So at least in my eyes. Yeah. And then I launched into, you know, I graduated and I, and I moved to Utah and I worked in wilderness therapy and that was what I was going to, you know, I was just into the wilderness world deep and I lived in a truck and I worked eight days on six off. And in the six off, I climbed all the time and had this awesome community of people who lived in vans that we all met up in the desert and just like had these great adventures. And it was just goofy. Yeah. I convinced Adam Smith to come out there and he, he, he lived with me for a long time out in the desert in a van. Like, man, I, I yeah, <laughs> just having a grapevine, like that network of the wilderness thing was it was so cool because we all split in different directions and really didn't keep in touch other than like word of mouth. So I would hear it like, I just knew for some reason, I'm like, John's out in the desert with some vans and motorcycles. And like, I, I just, that's what I had totally. for like two years straight, you know? Oh and yeah. That, I was so that's, happy. That's yeah. it, dude. I called yeah. it the dust life. You know, it's like, I mean, I was just, I was filled up. That's so it. cool. Man. Yeah. 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 But eventually, you know, living in a truck, it gets old. Yeah, man. <laughs> and you, like, start to think about, like, okay, cool. How can I, like, start making some money and, like, figuring <laughs> out how this life thing's going to go? So I chose to leave uh, wilderness therapy, which I loved a lot. And it's, it, it's a super stressful job, but I was a punk kid. And so I worked well with punk kids. I believe um, you did. Yeah. 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 We would send it, our kids it, out to Utah, you know, that weren't working for my program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That it was a threat. It was right. a threat. You're going to go to yeah. Utah, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It sounds about right. Um, but it gets stressful, you know, it is a stressful job overall. Yeah, man. In the end. I've um, had some moments, man. Yeah. So I decided to leave that. And during that time, the only art that I was making, um, like visual art, I think I created in a lot of other ways during that time, but was sketchbook things like a lot of, um, 
just playing with composition and color and improv and like just starting drawing on a page and it's all abstract and just let things build and just refine that aspect of looking yeah. at a page, starting you losing and uh, past like what kind of stuff were you using? Watercolor, pastel, oh, okay. chalk, yeah. all that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just practice the practice of like starting loose and refining to a finished image that I like. Yeah. Uh, I need to plug my computer in one second. Yeah. Yeah. So eventually I just, I went and I worked for Knowles. If you're familiar with Knowles. Yeah. 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 Of course. Um, Cause I wanted to transition and I thought that I was, I was going to stay in wilderness education. That was my life, life plan. Um, and man, I, I worked for them for like one season and I did a bunch of courses and I had like a pretty good start with them. You know, they liked me and uh, I just got burnt so fast because I realized that there, there is a, subset of outdoor education or outdoor educators that come from a lot of money and that's how they make it happen and that wasn't me and the first season I got done with Knowles and I looked at my bank account I was like I can't do this like this isn't going to work for me yeah and it was it was a life crisis it was really hard because all of a sudden I was like whoa okay i gotta figure out what i'm gonna do with my life yeah and like i gotta figure it out now because i need to make money and uh and i just yeah it brought up a lot of it sent me into like a depressive place for a while mainly because i realized that i don't have backing like i can't call my family I felt like I couldn't call my mom and be like, Hey mom, like, you know, I'm not sure what to do anymore. Cause my mom, yeah. my mom yeah. worked two minimum wage jobs my entire life. Like she doesn't yeah. have a ton of experience, you know, like my dad died when I was eight. Like I yeah. don't have him to talk to. Like I can't lean on her if I hit zero money. And I was like, yeah. I just kind of felt like alone and disconnected for reasons beyond just that, like that family support financially or like advice wise, like I've always been super distant from my family and it's something that like I've worked on a lot, but it is the place that ultimately um, I go when I'm like really struggling is this feeling of like, I'm alone in the world and I need to figure this out. Yeah. And that yeah. can be like super hard. Um, <clears throat> and I'll save you a bunch of, of time, but that, that kind of sent me into like hopping around jobs and eventually uh, getting into building, which is what I do now. Uh, cool. I like build houses out here. And That's sick, man. Yeah. Allie mentioned that because I was chatting with her off yeah. the record and she was like, I just talked to John like very recently, <laughs> which also yeah, made, yeah. Me, made me so happy you messaged me because I was like, I was saying to her, I was like, yeah. oh, I got to you know, he's going to be on, on here at some point, you know? Um, 
Yeah, but building is does it uh, does it scratch a creative itch at all, or is it like for sure, for yeah. sure, yeah? And I I'm like I'm really lucky. I live in a unique place where there's not many other builders. So I have a, my own company. I started with a friend, and Same. him and I uh, I got my contracting license last year and. Uh, oh crazy man that's yeah. awesome yeah 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 so really cool um already we're we're building a house and we're working on designing another one and then we're working with an architect on a different one and like there's cool. so much creative outlet you, there also yeah. yeah 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 and i and i feel like i can make a decent living which is like important to me it's really important but, yeah, the security, you know yeah but there was a time, especially uh, right after leaving the wilderness world and when COVID hit um, and I, I got laid off of the building job I was working, um, where I was like really struggling uh, in life and just like with my mental health and art popped back up for me. Cool. Um, and this is why I say like art has saved my life like in ways because it is the way it's that I process. Up. I'm like a yeah, yeah I'm a visual processor. Yeah. And I I kind <clears> of <throat> I started this piece uh, or this body of work that is about my family. And it started because uh I f- I was looking at old photos of my family and realizing like holy shit like this is really interesting just like the context of this photo there's just so much there before digital you know before people took things out of photos an example is like i made this one painting where it's my uncle and my dad and my sister and they're all just kind of like sitting there for posing for a family photo and right in the foreground is an ashtray and like uh, like a pack of cigarettes. It's like now people would be like, oh, oh, get that out of the photo. Then they just like, because they'd see it digitally and retake it. And so there's so much context clues to like where my family came from, where I came from, who yeah. they were, what they valued that like isn't necessarily there now that we have like completely digital age of photography and just like so much photos. I know. Um, that I, I just got fascinated and you know some were even like I was looking through these photos that albums of that my grandma had and I knew my grandmother as like a woman who was always on the verge of some health crisis and you know she struggled a lot with mental health she was in and out of mental health hospitals and like kind of acted like a child she was always begging for candy and she was she was uh diabetic so yeah. like have candy and cigarettes but she had bad lungs so she wasn't supposed to have those but and like, but there was this photo of her as this like beautiful young woman and dressed up and she's out in the snow and I was like wow this is so far from what my grandma was and in my memory and in the corner is a cigarette burn in the corner of the photo and I was just like whoa like why is that there 
Like, it's so fascinating. Like, was she just like drunk one night, like smoking cigarettes, like looking at this photo of herself and like thinking about who she used to be and just like, like burned it? Yeah. Or like, or did that's it just how I imagine it going up. Yeah, or did it just become an ashtray? Like either way, right. it's pretty, pretty like metaphorically intense, you know. Yeah, and so I started digging in, and, and I was redoing all these family photos, and I was doing it in the style uh, that I was in Potsdam with that looseness and refining, but I was doing it with mixed media, um, so uh, watercolor base with chalk pastel over the top, and I was putting together a whole show. Um, working on a bunch of these pieces and just diving into that, that piece I'm talking about with like this disconnect of family, because I think there's an aspect of, <clears throat> I, I have broken a social class, like, and that's not yeah. always the case. Yeah. And that's an interesting thing to process. Like I don't connect yeah. with my roots. Actually, I, I like, I come from white trash. Like that is my background. Yeah. Um, and I'm have jumped a bracket. And so at first I rejected that, but now going back and like grabbing onto that and like digging in and seeing like what pieces of my family and my background and their story resonate with me and made me who I am and what I like about that, um, has become a, a big part of my process in art now and that series that I'm working on um and along the way it's just so interesting I mean I have this photo of that I did of my parents super young my mom got pregnant at 16 and so they're probably 16 sitting on the hood of a car beer in a, in hand like cigarette in the other in the background is like a house that looks like all shitty it's like side of the osb and there's like a knocked over garbage can and they're just like posing for this photo and it's like dude it's it's it speaks volumes you know <laughs> it, 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 like there i can't even tell you there's so much gold going through these photo albums then yeah I, i'm so happy that the momentum of this like led to that. Cause I, since I saw those paintings that you did, I just like, yeah, it was, it was really cool to see you growing now. Like, you know, cause it's really evidence that you're like very self-directed in the work itself, you know? And I, I think you're right. I think people see your art, but don't know much about you. And seeing those portraits was the first time I started wondering about you in a different way. Not that I hadn't wondered about you, but like wondering about your upbringing and like what led you to be the person who was in front of me in Potsdam, you know, um, that, that series is something that, um, yeah, it, it feels like a real, a, a accumulation of yeah. you know what's what's happened until now you know totally i'm really i'm really excited about it there's also an aspect of um i want to so my dad died in a car accident and also there's all these images of young men in my family or they were young at the time standing in front of a car shirtless 
with a beer and it's just like you know a whatever car it's like if we were to go pose in front of our like subaru outback or something (laughs) you know like but it was such a symbol to them you know it was such it's a a car it meant a lot and but it has cars have a totally different meaning to me and so i wanted to do a whole series with those and then i'll get a car and crash it and just have it in the center of this gallery space. And it's just like, cause that has so much meaning for people too. Yes. Deeply yes. personal to me, but almost everyone has some experience with Definitely. car accident. Definitely. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm really psyched about this project. Um, and it's, it, you know, again, it's just like a way that I process. Yeah. And it's been super, super fun for me. And also like really in just helping me reconnect with like yeah. family and roots and like having pride in, in where I come from and who I am. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Which is, man, it's, it's not a full story when somebody breaks the as you put it like um breaking class like it's so often that somebody does that and doesn't look back and it's like that's not a full story yeah you know, totally like that that reflection needs to take place you know yeah so i there is one caveat to this whole um series that i've been working on and i I've alluded in just like my language of like sometimes saying was working on or whatever, but I don't know if you heard my, my garage burnt down and all of like, so I had, I probably had six pieces in there and was working on a few others and all my art supplies, but they all just were consumed in a, in flames. So, (laughs) along with all my outdoor gear and like no way uh, up motorcycles yeah 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 damn so currently not creating uh but uh i'm i'm pretty psyched to try to find space yeah and continue I yeah I believe you are and once man. I rebuy all my art supplies that is <laughs> yeah man fresh yeah. start totally fresh start yeah I can't imagine yeah. that dude that's crazy um that's a lot of I know how much gear that is <laughs> yeah yeah I remember yeah. <laughs> I remember your your space at Cedar and it was like you know some your room was a gear closet you know yeah I mean that's like the only thing that i that's like those were my possessions like outdoor gear and some art supplies yeah and (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know man yeah that's but that's like you know you should have seen oh man john i i heard this fire was happening and i just booked it booked it to my house Oh and, my God. Uh, I'm, I'm like renting this space. So, and I knew, I knew that the barn 
the barn had an electrician who was not an electrician work on it. And I knew he did some sketchy things, but I didn't really know the full extent and ultimately burn up with because of an electrical fire. Um, but I, as I come down, I'm like just bombing into my driveway and I get out and I'm dead set that I'm going to run in and pull some shit out. Um, (laughs) as I start running towards it, though, this, you know, the like roof just starts collapsing and I'm just, fuck, 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 fuck. (laughs) It's like, we live in a, so my partner and I live in a 300 square foot house. So like, you know, like we, we have our clothes and our like kitchen stuff inside. That's like, oh my God. (laughs) Man, that's the universe just telling you to, I don't know, man, (laughs) get some new shit. (laughs) Yeah, totally. You probably have to be going in. Dude, awesome. Yeah. I love what you're doing. I still listen to your music all the time. Also, sweet. I'm glad, man. Yeah. If you're around Vermont, come on through. We're we're next to, to we're next to Smuggler's Notch, which is like out in Jeffersonville, but cool sweet yeah. spot, you know. Totally. Yeah. So, always keep it in mind. If you're uh, ever out in Utah, also. yeah, I will. I will reach out. Yeah. Which I don't know how much time you spent out here, but it's it's wacky, man. It's yeah, cool. not enough, not enough at all. Yeah. I, I mean, I haven't been in Utah at all, but not yeah. enough out in general. Um, yeah, I was just looking at my bookshelf and was like, I wonder if John's read Desert Solitaire, you know? Yeah, I have, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. Well, I love you, man. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, love you too, you John. Will. See ya. Take care.